0: Today on The Girl Defined Show, we have a super special episode planned for our married sisters and young moms. We've never done a show like this before, but because so many of you are in those seasons of life now, and actually including Bethany and me, we wanted to bring you an exclusive episode filled with encouragement and wisdom for your stage of life. And since I still have so much to learn myself, I'm bringing in an amazing guest who is also my personal mentor, Susan Messias. She's been walking with Jesus for 39 years, married for 38 years, has seven grown children, five of them married, and 10 grandkids. So today she's gonna be tackling with us all things marriage, intimacy, motherhood, discipline, and how to keep God at the center of your life in the midst of the daily craziness, right? No topics are off limits today, and if you're single, don't go away. There are some nuggets of wisdom waiting for you today in our conversation. So sit back, grab a coffee, and soak up the wisdom and encouragement you're about to hear. (laughs) Hey sisterhood, it is Kristen here. And like I said, I am so excited. I have been wanting to do this for so long with my mentor, Susan, because over the years she's poured so much wisdom into my life and I've been wanting her to come on so she can pour wisdom into your life. And so on Instagram, I actually gave all of you the opportunity to ask her questions. And so many of you submitted questions to her specifically about marriage, motherhood, all things related to that. And like I said, we have some nuggets for our single sisters because a lot of you ask questions about how do I best prepare for marriage or prepare for motherhood. So don't tune out if you're single. There is something here for everyone. Susan, welcome to the show. I am so excited to be here, Kristen. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. And if you could see us right now, Susan and I are sitting at my kitchen table sharing one microphone so we have a obviously very close relationship. It's a good thing we like each other. I know. I actually brushed my teeth right before this piece. Like, oh dear! I had tuna for lunch, so I really hope it's not coming through, but we are, we're, we're going to be doing the lean back and forth routine. So I'm, I'm grateful for your flexibility. Absolutely. Okay. So like I said, in the intro, you have seven kids and I kind of want to start there. Actually, let's go back even before that. Marriage, like just give our, give the sisterhood a little snippet of what your early married life, like how old you were when you got married
1: and what those early years kind of looked like for you. I was 21. My husband was 24 when we got married in the Air Force. And so we went off and we're both from Texas, from San Antonio, but we went off to New Mexico and then we moved to Germany. We ended up moving 11 times in 20 years with the Air Force and so, you know, there was a lot about that that was great because we just sort of established our own family and mm-hmm. um, had our first two kids in Germany. So we were married four years before we have kids and we always laugh. It's like, do you remember being married without kids? It's like, <laughs> no, I don't remember that part. It's four years long, but, um, he was a, he'd grown up in a church, but wasn't a believer, became a believer while we were dating. Um, and we just kind of, The Lord brought us together and grew us spiritually a lot at the Mm. same time, for which I'm very grateful, Mm -hmm. took us under different mentors at different times who taught us to really inductively study the Bible, and that was something we learned together. And so that was really a sweet place for us. And and so we are very different in personality, and we've had a lot of sanctification Mm. through the years, and we have chosen to love each other and stick together. And I will yes. tell you that now in this season, it's a very sweet place that I'm grateful that we stuck it out and mm. we fought for each other. Yeah. Sometimes one was fighting for us and sometimes the other, and sometimes both of us. Wow. Um, But that's part of what faithfulness yes. is. It's getting through all those times.
0: Yes. And you're a team. And I hear that in what you're saying. And I'm sure... Some of the sisterhood listening is thinking, wow, if you're you know, young, married, I mean, Zach and I are about to celebrate 11 years, but that doesn't even hold a candle to your, <laughs> the, the almost four decades that you've been married. So how does the marriage last that long? I mean, you talked about the faithfulness, the commitment, one or the other, or both fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, but for someone listening who's like, wow, we just celebrated one year or I'm engaged or, you know, I've been married for a few years. What encouragement or advice, counsel would you give to those of us who are behind? Like, what does it take to make it the
1: long haul? I think particularly in this culture where um, your happiness is put up over your faithfulness, yeah. um, you have to decide something else. And I, my thing that I said many times, I don't want this to come across wrong, but I would just think I love Jesus more. Mm-hmm. And I love Jesus too much to walk away because mm-hmm. this is hard. And I had to put that priority first in my life. And um, there were there were seasons where it felt lonely. Mm-hmm. There were seasons where I'm sure my husband felt lonely. Um, but our commitment is really what got us through, and our desire to honor the Lord. It wouldn't honor the Lord to have a marriage that's crummy for our kids. Yeah. Um, and so, desiring that ultimately is what makes you come back and say, "This isn't God's thriving." Let's, what do we need to do? Mm -hmm. How do we need to come back? And a lot of times it's just being willing to forgive. Mm, Yes. Being willing to um, be long suffering. You know, one of the things that struck me was that I could act the most like my heavenly father when I gave love that was not deserved because that's how he loves Mm -hmm. me. And so he didn't deserve maybe my husband wouldn't deserve in my eyes to be forgiven. He wouldn't deserve to be loved. He wouldn't deserve my kindness. And yet it was the kindness of God that brought me to repentance. Yes. So it's my kindness to Him that brings repentance to our relationship.
0: That's so good. So
1: as I'm reflecting those things, those that character of God, then um, then I'm doing my part. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't my job to make sure that my husband did his part. It was my job to do my part. Wow. Like 100%. Like 100% all the time. I've heard
0: someone said it, you know, someone, it's mm-hmm. always someone, someone out there in the internet said that God loves us despite what we deserve. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's kind of what you're saying. Like we, I don't deserve anything Mm-mm. like truly ultimately, like we don't, we deserve hell. I mean, if we're being mm-hmm. honest, like in our sin, but Christ so graciously came down and died for us, sacrificed, loved us. And it's that heart of love, mm-hmm. which you can only have if you're loving Christ first, loving mm-hmm. him enables you to love your husband with that yeah. sort of 100%. Perspective, was that something you had early on? Or do you feel like
1: that was something you learned over time? That definitely learned Mm -hmm. over time. And, you know, the thing is, is that marriage goes through seasons and you have to let it go through its seasons. Like, you know, it's easy to look at young married couples and go, Oh, they're so goofy. I wish we acted goofy (laughs) with each other like that. And it's like, but that's a season. And, and then you go through other seasons and, and you have to let your marriage relationship grow. Mm. It's a, it's, it's a union of two become one. That's like a body. Your body changes and grows through the years. And so you let that sweetness grow and you let it change and you learn from each other and, um, and you choose over and over again. What are you going to do? If, just like a body, you choose to feed your body a bunch of junk food. Mm. It's not a healthy body. Yeah. You choose for this one body to, um, to be given what will help it thrive then it's going to do better. Mm. It's interesting, I think of, like, when I,
0: before Zach and I were married, like, some of the things that I valued most then are still some of the things I value now, but so much of my, like, my priorities have changed, um, just in even our 10 plus years of marriage, like, wow, like, I value so much that he's a man who loves the Lord, Mm -hmm. um, who now leads our two sons and who, um, is committed to the local body, like, things that even before marriage, it's like, yeah, I value that, but, you know, I want him to be Mm -hmm. really cute or I want to be attracted, like, okay, things that matter. But now looking back at almost 40 Mm -hmm. years of marriage, I'm sure you have that too, where you're like, okay, the things that I so value in my husband, maybe Mm -hmm. early on, I wished I had valued those more, or I don't know, I guess what I'm getting at is for a single sister out there. I told you girls, we're not going to leave you out. Here's a nugget for you right here. A single girl who's like, okay, yeah, I want to get married someday. What should she value from your perspective now? Almost 40 years married.
1: What really matters like in a future husband? Well, they need to love the Lord. Yeah. Like just start out straight there. But sometimes I think that we get very selfish focused on Mm -hmm. what do we want to make us happy. And so there's a sense of God, what do you want to grow a family that would honor you, that would um, create more disciples for your name? And so sometimes that idea of saying, I want this kind of personality, and I had that list. And honestly, Nathan does some of those things, but there were a lot of things that he was not that person. How did I know he was the right person? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. That's a that's a weird answer. People, right. the, the philosophers have <laughs> managed to do that one, so I'm not going to either. But in the sense that we both knew that we – Love the Lord. And I felt this sense of we were good together. Mm-hmm. We worked well together. Um, that kind of thing was, was good. We could, if you can't, you should get out with a guy you're interested in and like try to do a, a yucky job that <laughs> nobody wants to do. Oh,
0: did you do something? You know, like that? Yeah. Yeah. What gets, did get you dirt, do?
1: Uh, um, Oh, I don't remember. It was 38 years ago. Yeah. 30, it was 40 years ago. But, you know, get out there. Like, like have you ever heard, like, if you, you know, see how your guy acts when his computer won't work, oh. you know? so When he's really stressed or yes. hot or sweaty yes. or yes. <laughs> hungry. Yeah. Can you work together? Because that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. That's so good. Okay. Single sisters, that was for you.
1: Yeah. So that's um, a, I, I just thought of another oh, yeah, thing no, too. please. Um, and that you can have fun together. Mm. Oh, that's a, yes. You know, because that's that friendship part. Mm -hmm. Like we love to dance together. We still love to dance together. That's just something we do for fun. We laughed easily together. Mm. That matters. Like you need to be able to be yourself around him and you need to, you don't have, if you feel like you have to be another person around him, then you would be, if you were just with your girlfriends, that's not a good sign. Mm. Say that again. That was can you say that again? That was really good. So if you have to be a different person around him, then you would be with your girlfriends. That is not the right person for you. So
0: you're you're changing to try to fit in with him versus like being and obviously we all change and grow for the better, but yeah, you're having to really change to like fit in with him, then you're probably not really being your true self. And how long is that gonna last? Right. Like on the other side of marriage, yeah, who we really are kind of comes out. It (laughs) leaks everywhere. oh that's so good okay so advice for a young married woman so one of the questions we had was a young married woman um one of the questions from instagram and she just said okay favorite piece of marriage advice that you've received um that's a hard one i know it doesn't have to be like your number one favorite what do you write on
1: like the card for someone else's wedding
0: (laughs) but like something where you're like yeah Mm -hmm. over the years like this has proved to be really helpful
1: okay i do know one um and actually it was kind of it was given to me as women, we struggle because we tend to compare our weaknesses with another woman's strengths. And then I realized we do that to our husbands. Do not compare your husband's weakness to another husband's strength. Because you're not, that's not the same thing. It's like saying, because he's really good, he'll always get in the kitchen and clean the dishes. Does that mean that he doesn't have another weakness? Mm. your husband doesn't have, right? I mean, you can't yes. compare. So, well, why don't you give the kids the bath? Joe always bathes their kids, right? Right? Yeah. Why don't you bring me flowers on our one-month anniversary? Mm. And he's like, I don't even know what you're talking for, about. Or
0: my half-birthday. Right? Right? <laughs> he's, right, <my> half <laughs> he's like, wait, half-birthdays are a thing? <laughs> I have to remember two birthdays for one woman?
1: <laughs> That's, right. That's right. You know, so... Don't be a high maintenance woman. Mm. Just don't. That's mm-hmm. selfish. Mm. You know, if you are always thinking about what is he doing to take care of you and please you, then you're thinking about yourself, wow. not him. I know I definitely
0: struggle with that early on. Like, I mean, I still do, but not not so much like, yes, the comparison early on, but like, oh, just you have, I think sometimes as women, this ideal in our minds of like, mm-hmm. what our husband should do and be to be the godly husband and all these expectations. Like, well, he should remember our every month anniversary, Mm -hmm. you know, like Joe does. And if he's not, does he really love me? So how did you over the years fight against that mindset of like just selfishness and comparison? Mm -hmm. What did you do instead? Um,
1: I had to watch what I watched, Mm -hmm. what I read um, when those men are so romantic on those shows or in those books, they were written by women. Oh my goodness! It's you know, so true. it's not. I they're, they're dreaming and they write about this man that doesn't exist. That is such a good
0: point. I've never thought about that. Yeah. Almost
1: all of those novels are authored, probably a hundred percent of them
0: by, by women. Women. <laughs> who were well, like, this is the perfect the love perfect story, man.
1: and so yeah, don't. Um, Part of it was just saying, Lord, help me. You know, those those things about uh, the scripture, about not being blind and about giving me eyes to see. Mm. Give me the eyes to see something to praise. Give me the eyes to see something to be thankful for. And I might not see, that might be at a time where I'm thinking, he's a creep and he's not being nice to me. And he left his dirty clothes on the floor and all of the things. And I can find all of the things that are absolutely driving me Mm. crazy. And I told him, That this was really hard, and he just went off and did it again. Mm -hmm. And um, I can do that, and I can list all of his weaknesses. Or if I can't think of something to be grateful for, then I need to ask the Lord, what can Mm. I be grateful for? Oh, really and good. find a thing to be. I, I tell you that, and it's a struggle. I'm not saying this because I went around flitting around, listing my thankfulness. I'm just saying that, <laughs> yes. that it is it is such a solution mm. to bitterness and disappointment. Wow. It is. Or go, yeah. go serve somebody. Go drive around. If you think that your husband doesn't make enough and you don't have a nice enough house, go drive around another part of town that our horrible homes, hmm. and and then be thankful and grateful for what you have. Like, I just think we have yeah. a wrong perspective. Yeah. We have
0: our, like I said, our expectations, our list, our, mm-hmm. um, what we think is the perfect based on probably romance novels mm-hmm. or, you know, comparing to someone else's life. It's kind of like on social media, how everyone's kind of putting out their mm-hmm. highlight reel and we're comparing the real raw hardest parts of our our lives Mm -hmm. just in general to other people's highlights real highlight reels it's kind of like we do that in marriage too we do we look and we see the only the good only the instagram picture of the husband bringing the flowers Mm -hmm. and we don't see everything else and then we can compare (laughs) what the maybe the the struggling parts of our marriage to the highlight reels of someone else and that's not helpful. It no. doesn't do anything for your marriage. It doesn't put you in a place that is more self-consumed. Like you're saying, I love mm-hmm. the wisdom about thankfulness though. Mm-hmm. Would you just do that in your head or did you have a journal? Would you keep notes?
1: I don't well, know. Were phone- I, did you have a phone early on? No, not. no. <laughs> that was way into kids when I got a phone. Um, no, I, I bought journals, but they were mainly, I mean, I, I find that my journaling, I define my way of journaling. I brought prayer journals. I brought thankfulness journals. And then I would not use them. Yeah. So I just do it out loud.
0: Okay. Like
1: I figured, you know, the word God is the word. He could hear my mm-hmm. words and He could keep them. Mm-hmm. And I just needed to voice it. I needed to speak it out loud. Yeah. Um. And so, which is easy to do. I mean, yeah. hard but easy mm-hmm. in the sense it doesn't require it, anything. I think we make things. We complicate things. Yeah. Like we get so busy saddling up to be thankful that we never get around to being thankful. And then if we just, you know, in the car, like start saying thank you for every tiny, minute little thing. But here's the other thing that God taught me in a a totally different season. It really wasn't for marriage, but it has been very valuable in marriage. And that was start thanking God for the hard parts. Like when he says give thanks Mm -hmm. in everything. Or it's the old Cory Tin Boom and thanking God for the lice and the beds. Wow. And, you know, are we thanking God that he left his clothes on the floor? I don't have to have a reason because that means that he has a job and he got his clothes dirty. No, just thank you that the clothes are on the floor. Thank you that he didn't make the bed. Thank you that the toothpaste is squeezed in the middle. You <laughs> know, whatever that is, like, just thank God for it and mm. go on for the day. Wow. Because I think that we get so busy finding the things that are wrong. And, and listen, I've been just as guilty as this. This is hard learned advice. This is four decade advice. Um, we get so busy with the, what he's not
0: mm, that we miss mm-hmm. what he is.
1: That's and so we true. miss what God's going to do with that like God works generationally and he can't work generationally if we're so busy worrying about if we're happy enough or not. Hmm. It's such a, a nearsighted perspective. It's, so it's a nearsighted. Trap. I mean it it it's what the enemy wants for us to become so
0: nearsighted so mm-hmm. that our marriages become so nearsighted we lose sight of that bigger, grander vision. Our eyes are not on Christ, but on ourselves and on the dirty clothes on the floor, which in the grand scheme Mm -hmm. of things, it's like, oh, I feel guilty even in this moment thinking of the many times I've complained in my heart often, not Mm -hmm. even out loud, but just grumbling in my heart. But the Mm -hmm. Lord sees that. And it's not cultivating a heart of gratitude in my own heart. And I, I know my tendency can be to... Ugh, like lean more critical mm-hmm. than encouraging. And I know I've talked to a lot of married women, young married women who feel that because mm-hmm. you have these expectations and these thoughts and it should go this way. And this A, B, and C means he's loving me. Mm-hmm. And if he's not doing it, he's not like, okay, well, first of all, where did all of that come from? Right. And is it biblically based? Like we've got to take some steps back, but I know my own heart can lead toward being more critical. Um, even when it comes to things like I desire for my husband to be a spiritual leader in the home mm-hmm. or, you know, to lead our family and, you know, praise God, my husband is a wonderful leader and mm-hmm. truly like none of us are perfect, but he is, he sees the need for that and strives toward that. And I'm so grateful um, for the leadership he does provide in our marriage. Like it's a huge blessing. And one of the questions that one of our sisterhood here asked on Instagram was right along those lines, how do I encourage, help my husband to be a strong spiritual leader for us? Mm-hmm. And I know there might be other women listening about that same question, like without going to a critical side, mm-hmm. how do we
1: genuinely encourage our husbands mm-hmm. in their spiritual leadership? So something that, it took me a long time to really understand. I'm not sure that understand, maybe accept, is that um, men are different than women. Wait, and say
0: it louder for the people in the
1: back. Men are different <laughs> than women and they don't want to be helped. Mm-hmm. We need to help our oh. sons. We don't need to help our husbands. And and I know that you, oh, we're their helpmate. We are, but. but Wait, I when, was going
0: to say, someone's going to say, well, what about yeah, I'm a no, helper? No, no, no. That's, That's my not, role.
1: Yeah. And we take that mantle yeah. on. And we're going to help them with their lives. I bet my husband is laughing if he listens to this right now. He goes, yes, I know what you're talking about, babe. Um, Like there's maybe a good kind of helping and a bad kind of helping. Yeah, There's a, is there any way that you would like my help in this Mm. question? And then there's a, I'm just trying to help you. And he's like, why does that sound like nagging? Yeah. Right? So part of it is um, appreciating what little things he does, because there is nothing that kills effort quicker Mm -hmm. than what he tried that was small, being going, that's great, honey, but next time, could you do it this way, right? So being grateful for what he does, um, asking him, what's, you know, would, do you want to, do you want me to read out loud? Do you want to read out loud? You know, Mm -hmm. like that can be a thing, but I honestly... Praying for your husband to be a good spiritual leader is the thing you can do the most. That's a good way to help. That's a good way to help. Go take it to the Lord. Because the Holy Spirit is so much better than us at changing our husbands. Oh, we'd love to be the Holy Spirit. Oh, we love to fill that role. I'm pretty sure the Holy Spirit needs my help. You know, I just think I'm I'm interpreting (laughs) the Holy Spirit here. You know, interpretation of tongues, I think, (laughs) is what I'm doing right now. And so, you know, we just are going to help him. And, mm-hmm. and that is such a, that's such a trap because help sounds good. Help me sounds good. Um, loving your husband, asking him, like something I realized that I didn't do a lot that I've started doing a lot more in the last 10 years is just saying, I read this in scripture. I'm not really sure what it means. Like, I'm really, I really don't know, right? Am, like I a gonna, genuine question. Uh, am I, am I going to first go to a commentary or the internet or I go to my husband? What do you think this means? I just, mm. this confuses me. He did not have to know. We could talk about it. He might say, I don't know. And it's like, okay. Oh, and then when I looked it up, I say, hey, you know, this was what I read. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Does that seem like the right mm-hmm. interpretation? Because I just don't know. I have this question. That's like, really good. It's really we... a really
0: creative way to like have spiritual conversations yes. without saying just like, can you lead me spiritually? <laughs> <It's>
1: like <laughs> Because you really want to know mm-hmm. what that means. Like yeah. you're, you're seeing him as a resource in, in, mm-hmm. in your life for that. I really need prayer That's for this. Really I'm really struggling about... And this could be a text now. The kids are driving me crazy. Or my mom called and I am in tears. Would you just pray for me mm. where you are right now? Like being vulnerable. Yeah. I need your help is a better question than let me help you be a good spiritual leader. Ooh. I'm going to get to write that one down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I like... I'm a type A go-getter. Mm, I just I like too. to... Yeah, you are too. Mm -hmm. So I I know you're you're preaching to the choir here, but Mm -hmm. I can hear the wisdom of you've learned this through Mm -hmm. trial and error. Mm -hmm. You didn't just enter your wedding day with all of this down. Mm -hmm. It's very clear that you've been seeking the Lord and growing. Mm -hmm. And that is encouraging. I just want to jump in here and say that I'm so encouraged by hearing that because I think sometimes we can feel discouraged. Like, oh, and you know, I feel that in certain tendencies Mm -hmm. I even have in our marriage where I'm like, oh, like, Lord, I'm sure I want to grow in this. Help me Mm -hmm. to grow. But even just seeing in your journey the growth, growth that who you are today, as you have pursued the Lord Mm -hmm. and your marriage as a whole, it has changed. Yeah, And it sounds like, I mean, you've gone through ups and downs, but today you're still in love with your husband. Mm -hmm. You're still choosing to love your husband. You are both faithful to one another that has come through years of Mm -hmm. pursuing the Lord and growing these in these things. So it's not a microwave marriage,
1: right? Where it's like, Oh, push the button 30 seconds later. We've arrived. Like it is a journey. It's a journey. It's a marathon. It's a marathon. And and you know, asking your husband, and I will tell you this is not what I'm very good at, and um, but have gotten the best feedback from is, you know, I want to encourage you to be a spiritual leader, but I don't want to nag you. So mm. what do I do that comes across as nagging and then he'll tell me and I'm offended because I'm thinking <laughs> so, I was not nagging. You have to be really humble oh, going into this. Oh, Lord, help me. It's the worst. But but when you find out that it sounds like nagging to him, believe him. Mm. It's so hard to hear. Don't become defensive. Like I don't do this a lot. I'm just telling you mm. if you are if that is a place of struggle and you want to get yeah. to the other side of the struggle, find out what you're doing that because Men in a pushback, it's almost like when you like rope the donkey and now you're going to take him, but the donkey just pulls the other way. If they feel like we're pulling them along, Mm. they don't feel like a leader. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so accepting who they are, like my husband was not the let's sit down and have family devotions together guy. He wasn't. And there were other families that were, and there were times where that was like, my children will all be heathen. Because my husband <laughs> not teach fear. them from yes. the word every night before they went to sleep. Right, but he did other things. Yeah, and he talked about the Lord all the time, and he and my children love the Lord. Right, and that that As is a huge testimony. On their own. <laughs> yes, of the Lord.
0: Like I know my tendency can be to want to control. Like, oh no, if my husband doesn't do this or I don't do that, like mm-hmm. it's all going to fall apart. But like you said, early on being faithful as a wife, like my job's 100% to mm-hmm. obey God and to be faithful. And if other things aren't happening the way I think they should, I can entrust those to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And despite our efforts or lack of effort, like the Lord works in hearts. And just seeing your family mm-hmm. today with seven grown children, five married, all walking with the Lord is such a testimony, like that the Lord is the one who ultimately mm-hmm. does the work and, and our job is to be faithful. Our job is to be faithful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it just, it, it is not easy Just mm-hmm, so you know, mm-hmm. it's not easy if you're going, but it's hard. Yep, it is. It is absolutely hard. Let's just hard. get that out on the Let's table. just be honest. <laughs> it's not easy. Mm-hmm. But what is easy? Do the, do the Olympic athletes go, I know it'll be mm-hmm. easy. I'll go to the Olympics. No, but they get to the Olympics and they compete and some of them get medals because they do what is hard for the prize. Mm-hmm. And it is worth the hard work yes. to get the prize. Wow.
0: So we have to work hard, basically. Can't be we, have to be, we can't be lazy. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I want to shift gears here just for the sake of time. I want to get to some motherhood questions. Yeah. Because I know we have a whole portion of the sisterhood now who are young mothers. Mm. And I'm in that season with, I'm a young mother, but with older Mm -hmm. kids, you know, so it's a little bit interesting. And then Bethany, you know, has Davey. And so even she and I are like, wow, like there's like, we know nothing, you know, the older you get, like, (laughs) I don't know anything. So I'm excited to hear this wisdom. I mean, all that you just shared was really encouraging, but this is I don't know, I feel like we've never really addressed motherhood very okay. much because Girl Defined has been more geared towards singles, but, you know, times are changing. And so this yeah. is, like I said earlier in the intro, this is a special time for all of you young mothers. So really turn it up, tune in right now because this is for you. So I just want to kick it off with this question that Beth- Becky asked over on Instagram. She said, how do I prepare for being a mother slash parent biblically? So that's a great starter question because in our society, I don't think the roles like motherhood, fatherhood, they're not really valued and upheld as like something important to prepare for. Um, and especially not biblically by any mm-hmm. means. So what would you say now looking back to a young woman? It sounds like maybe she, she isn't quite in that season. Mm-hmm. How can we
1: prepare for that and have a biblical mindset about motherhood? Well, there is nothing in scripture that is ever negative about motherhood. Mm-hmm. It is all positive and it is all praised. So in that sense, we have to deny society's claim that motherhood will limit you and will keep you from things. Now, here's the deal. Everything that we choose means we are choosing to not do something else. Right. So anything you do limits your options. So if you're working 40 hours a week and you're traveling with your job, that is limiting you mm-hmm. from doing other things. So everything limits you. Um I found that, that I needed to Embrace motherhood seriously. It was my job. It's what I did for a long time, Mm -hmm. pretty much solely. Um, And then I homeschooled. So then that that added a layer to the job. But I took it seriously. And so I think being, find the moms that you like and you like how they interact with their kids Mm -hmm. and spend time with them. Go over to a young mom's house. I mean, she is not going to complain if you say, can I come like help you while you're making dinner and play with the kids? Mm. And just, I just want to be around women and watch because I got my best parenting advice more from watching people. Mm. Um, And then I'd ask them questions. And so having older women in your life, having women a couple of stages ahead of you in yeah. your life, pursuing those relationships, um, that's going to help you. And you'll get to help them at the same time. And that's actually very biblical. And if you yeah. look at the idea of, of, look up the word generations in the Bible. I mean, it's it's all the way through. Yeah. God is a generational God. He works within families. Families from one generation to the next are his biggest gospel producing mm-hmm. method. And so that's how he multiplies. And so this is a special, precious thing to do. And so I, I read books. I, you know, now these days there's so many podcasts, there's so many things. And I think that there's almost that you could get over informed. You cannot be the perfect mother. There right. is no perfect method.
0: Yeah.
1: Your family has to have its own personality. Mm-hmm. So discovering who you and your husband are, don't decide what kind of parents you need to be and then inform your husband. <laughs> That's probably not a good idea. You not, know, Not a good way to help. Not, again, not a good way, not a good way Spend to Spend time helper. as a couple with other mm. families. Like we had young families in our lives that were ahead of us with kids that we would be together. That's so good. And then you're on the way home going, do you see how he was screaming and yelling? The parents didn't even say anything. I mean, do, what do you think about right. that? You're actually talking about things real beforehand. life stuff, not even just from books. Yes, but like you're experiencing We're, it. Yeah. yeah. So if and if something drove your you crazy, and your husband's going, really, I didn't even notice. That could probably happen with your kids. Mm. You need to be ahead of the game and realize that's maybe something you'll need to talk about and figure out how are you going to handle that when it's your own kids. That's so good. I love that. So single women can interact with young moms, Mm -hmm. even moms with
0: older kids, and learn just from being Mm -hmm. present, observing. And then I love the idea of married couples, too. Like, Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought about that, like a young married couple without kids intentionally inviting people over to their apartment or their Mm -hmm. house that have kids and just being around them and then allowing the natural interactions to create questions and conversations yeah. for later. And then just yeah. the wisdom you can learn from some of those families where you really admire and go, wow, you know, I love the way they're doing mm-hmm. things. And they really seem like they're seeking the Lord and they're parenting, getting wisdom from them yes. just real practically. That's super great. So this is a question kind of along the line, someone else asked on Instagram and it's, it is, I don't know where it's coming from, but I kind of feel like, so I'll just read her question. It's how do you know if motherhood is right for you? And I wonder if maybe part of that is coming from just our, our culture's idea that motherhood isn't really that awesome. Like you said, it limits you, but then again, everything does. Every choice Mm -hmm. we make is going to limit other choices. Um, so I think motherhood can often be cast in a very negative light in our Mm -hmm. society. And we, we sometimes adopt those, that worldview, that mindset without Mm -hmm. realizing it. Um, so how would you answer that biblically? How does a woman know, like, let's say she's married if motherhood is right for her?
1: Okay, so I'm just going to, everybody, pull your toes back under your seat, because I may step on your toes. <laughs> I I truly believe that if motherhood is not right for you, God would call you to singleness mm-hmm. so that you can minister. And that is a perfectly legitimate, valuable, important call. Not everyone who gets married has kids. You've dealt with infertility. Yeah. Other families deal with infertility. So I understand that. But part of what marriage is for is the production of generations. Mm. And if he called you to marriage, I believe he called you to be open to motherhood. If you had a very difficult childhood and the whole idea of motherhood terrifies you, that might be a great place for counseling. That might be a great place to really get your heart lined up with the Lord's. Um. It could be a real place of healing to be a mom if you had a very difficult place, but it also could be a place that's going to reveal yeah. a lot of deep-seated things. Um, but I've heard more young people say, well, we just want to minister together, so we're not going to have kids. Or the 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 world is a scary place. We don't want to bring kids into this scary place. Mm. Um, and that really, to me, is like, that's not an eternal view of souls, and it's not an eternal view of what God is doing in people. And and your family may be, and it may be you and your children in a very dark place that is a light to someone else to spread the gospel. Um, so I would really evaluate that statement. I think that mm-hmm. women are called to be mothers in the same way that I believe men are called to be fathers within a marriage relationship. Yeah. So that's good. That's a hard but such
0: a biblical mm-hmm. truth. I love how you brought in the generations. Like mm-hmm. it does feel like sometimes we can have questions that are coming from a very again a nearsighted, mm-hmm. what's what's going to be good or comfortable for me now? But right. just so good that if God calls you to marriage, then you need to be open to having that generational vision. Right. Um that fruitfulness, motherhood, a gift. View it as a gift and a blessing. Like you said, scripture mm-hmm. never talks about it negatively. Like it's always talked about as a positive blessing from the Lord. So mm-hmm. why would we not be open if we're not Excited about a blessing, then that
1: means we're excited about the wrong things, you know, right? Like we should be excited about. Well, and I certainly understand why people feel scared about bringing kids into the world now. I've heard that a lot. I mean, my own kids would be like, they're scared for their kids. Mm. What in the world is it going to look like 10, 15 years from now? But if we don't have those witnesses for the Lord there Mm. 10 to 15 years from now, 20 years from now, you know, if the Lord doesn't come back soon, Mm. then we need these kids brought up in believing families. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's so true.
1: It's like thinking of future generations
0: through the lens of the gospel. Yes. Like, yes, it does feel like in so many ways the world's getting darker. And I thought about that too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like when our boys are older, what kind of world is it going to mm-hmm. be? But if there are no lights piercing the darkness, mm-hmm. like that is what God uses to yes. shine the light of Christ through generations yes.
1: to pierce the darkness. And their souls are eternal. Yeah, This is just the very, very, yeah. very, 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 very beginning. And so this is a soul that can serve the Lord eternally. Mm-hmm. That's It's what you're doing has more impact than you can imagine. Yeah. And there's so much trust, mm-hmm. like not, not making your decisions
0: based in fear, mm-hmm. but really trusting the Lord. Like yeah. he holds future generations. Like yeah. he holds our children's future in his hands. Mm-hmm. And no matter how dark the world gets, like the world has been pretty dark in the past mm-hmm. and we see God working despite that. So yeah, so much trust. It's all trusting the Lord in so many ways. So let's get a little bit practical here. Okay. So that was great. Like big picture, like heart level valuing what God values. I love that. Um, but really practical. And I know every young mom is going to be saying, yes, amen. I want to hear her answer to this. <laughs> um, Shayla asked on Instagram, how to keep your marriage going with kids struggling mm-hmm. with a new baby. Mm-hmm. So that early season of your marriage is mm-hmm. now radically changed. Cause you have a little
1: baby mm-hmm. that's keeping you up all
0: night. <laughs> and mm-hmm. how do you keep your marriage going?
1: You know, and that's, you just, once again, hard season. Yeah. Obviously. It feels hard. Cause it's hard. Um, um, I think sometimes just being honest and communicating is really important. Like, just, um I remember reading a thing one time where the the mom was so frustrated because her husband would come home and the kids would run at him and she would want to just hand the baby to him. And he's still in his suit and he's like, I'm not ready for sticky hands and stuff. And mm. so they worked out a thing where he would go in the back door and change clothes and have 15 minutes to decompress because he hasn't been at the office filing his nails all day right you know it could have he could have had a stressful day too in a totally different way right.
0: maybe not sticky fingers yes but. Uh, maybe
1: no one's sucking the life out of his body but you know the, but it, it's and so so that communication then he could come in and she could say you know if I could have 20 minutes to go shower and to go you know take a walk yeah without someone needing something from me, it would be amazing. Mm. Like you both have like individual needs, but then, okay, what do we need as a couple? Yeah. And really talking through that and, and trying to, you just have to communicate. And if you're having trouble communicating, don't hesitate to go get a couple of sessions of counseling to say, okay, we've hit a new season, a rough patch. Yeah. We're having a hard time hearing each other. Can you help us hear each other? And, and that's okay. Yeah. Or go to another couple that has kids in the stage ahead and go, okay, we don't even really like each other. We're not sleeping. Understand, like for me, not sleeping meant I wasn't a happy person. Like there was, <laughs> I didn't like me. I didn't like my husband. I didn't like anybody. There's a reason anybody. God gave us sleep. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, um, mm. it, Here's the thing. When you first have the baby, the baby has all the needs. At some stage, the baby is not the only one with needs. You have needs. Your husband has needs. Y'all need to figure out how to work that out. Mm. Um, The baby has to figure out how to be a part of a family. But realize that change takes time and energy to figure out. You have a brand new normal. You will never have that old normal ever again. Because now we're in our empty nest stage, and it's a fun new normal, but it's not the old normal, right? Mm, we're it's we're different not than before twenty. Kids, well, yeah. we're not twenty anymore. <laughs> it's, it's not the same. So oh, yeah. you know, it's each stage has its blessings mm-hmm. and its challenges. And and honestly, when you're married and you don't have kids, you don't even realize how selfish you are.
0: Ooh, I, yes, amen. <laughs> amen. I'm, I can relate to that you real know, personally. Because all of a sudden yep. you're
1: going, Oh, there's all these other needs and there's all these other yes. things. And I have to, I really want to sit down and read this magazine and there is no time for the magazine. You know, and so, like, and that really doesn't change. I literally took my makeup with me to go get my oil changed because I had to get it changed. And I didn't have to, well, I can put on my makeup (laughs) while they're changing my oil. That was today, you know? And so that's, oh, that's me every day. (laughs) That's real life. You know, you just have to, you have to figure that out. What I figured out was I had to get to a place where, one, for me and every family, you Mm -hmm. get, here's the deal every family has its own personality, and you need to let your family have its personality. For our family, for our family to like each other better, we all were happier when we had good sleep. Mm. So training sleep was a big deal for me. Like I needed, we all needed to know when the baby was Mm. going to sleep Mm -hmm. and we needed to know. That at some point when I knew they would not starve, they could sleep through the night. Yes. Like sleeping through the night <laughs> yes. was the holy grail. Big victory. <laughs> and then, um, and, and having regular naps. Very important mm. to me. I was a better, I actually was a better wife at the end of the day because I knew, because I had some of that time when they were down. Yeah. So, As my kids got older, having normal nap time for everybody, which my oldest son is like, I think I napped till I was 13. It's like, that's fine. You had a book. Nobody slept. Right. But it was quiet in the house for an hour. My mental health greatly appreciated (laughs) that. You know, that was important. For sure. So figuring out the family. So for me, like to make sure... Some days, I just left the shirt on that had all the spit up on it because mm-hmm. I wanted evidence of what my day had been like, right?
0: <laughs> like for when your husband came yes, home, like, Honey, you know, how's your how's day? how's your day?
1: Like, <laughs> this. this was what my day was, you know? But, but most days, I would try to do a little deodorant and brush my hair and brush my teeth if it hadn't happened yet, right? you know? Right. By the time he walked in, here's the thing. I wanted him to want to come home. Mm. Not because I have to now go home and do a second job. Yes, I get to now go be a father and Mm -hmm. a husband, and that is part of the job. We all work all day. I mean, we all have our jobs all day. But I want to go home to this place where they're so happy to see me.
0: Right. From your husband's perspective, like think of how he feels. What kind of house is he walking into? Is it crazy chaotic where he's like, I think I'm going to take the long way home so I can avoid getting home too
1: soon? Yeah. You know? And so, um, meals were simple, mm. but you know, we ate dinner and there were times where it's like, how about cereal? But you yes. know, th- that, that was okay. Um, but it was, he would rather have, he would rather come home to me cheerful and have cereal. Cheerful and Cheerios. Cheerful and Cheerios <laughs> is better than Grumpy and Chateaubriand. <laughs> you know, it seriously is. Yes. I am so happy mm-hmm. that you live here with me. And I'm so glad that we're family. Yes. And then I taught my kids to be happy that he was coming home. Mm. And and it wasn't really, it was something I realized later. And I think this is part of too, I took my job of being a mom and a wife seriously. So I read a lot. How could I do that? Well, I wasn't inundated as much information as y'all are. I didn't have to watch the perfect pictures on Instagram. This is not what I'm talking about. But, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking through things. And I remember one of the books I read was talking about greeting like, it, don't you love to walk in somewhere where they greet you and yes. they're so glad you're there? Isn't that why we love dogs when they greet us? Yes. Like my little
0: dog, Sadie, every time I come home, it's like, She's so happy. you know, oh yeah, like a big celebration. You know, even right. if I go get the mail and come back yeah.
1: in. It's yeah. like, I love that. So yeah. We, yeah. So it's that, true. So that we're happy they're home. Right. Like, you know, that's a right. place you want to go to, right? So yes. the kids would run out, the boys would run out, oh, dad's home. Aww. And they'd run, go, or like even the babies. Um my son, Caleb is a, is a firefighter and, um, he comes home like at nine o'clock in the morning. And so he'd Aww. come in and he was talking to his wife who was changing the little boy. And all of a sudden he hears that of the baby heard his voice and was crawling into him. She said he oh. just got tears in his eyes because she heard his voice and she came to wow. him. Well, he didn't want to come home to that. That is so sweet. You know, mm-hmm. does he want to come home to a dirty diaper? I mean, who, I, I get that you've already changed 12, right. but at least at the moment you think he's coming in, it's a good time to make sure the baby's, you know, old crusty oatmeal is off the face, <laughs> you know, like he can wipe the face later. I'm not saying he never wipes right. the face. I'm just right. saying. You're just talking
0: about that moment of home. him coming home. Yeah, We want
1: home. Mm.
0: Yeah. And it takes effort and intentionality. And really, the wife sets the tone, right? The mom sets the tone for how the kids are going to respond, her response when he comes home. If she's chaotic, the kids are going to be chaotic. It's just like a big package deal. So it sounds like, yeah, just thinking about that, being
1: intentional. It is a gift to bring beauty into the world. It's a gift. It's not a chore. Oh my gosh, how misogynistic. Uh, I'm the one that has to make sure I'm cheerful. He doesn't have to make sure he's... No, it's just, it is a part of the joy we can bring to the world. Yeah. Yeah. I love that perspective. It's like the beauty of Christ, like shining
0: through us, creating an atmosphere that is beautiful and lovely and people want to be a part of it. Our husband and others as well, Okay. So we, oh oh my goodness. I want to ask you so many more questions. I hate that we have to wrap this up soon. Maybe we can do another episode. Okay. A part two. There are so many more that people asked online and so many more that I have, but I really want to get to this one. So seven kids. That's a lot of pregnancies. That's a lot of births. That's a lot Mm -hmm. of babies. How did you maintain um, intimacy in your marriage Mm -hmm. throughout all of those seasons? Because that Mm -hmm. was one of our questions is how do I maintain intimacy with my husband during
1: this stage of babies and young children Mm -hmm. in the home? Mm -hmm. We always got away at least once a year. Mm -hmm. We would do a weekend away. Uh, Find another young family that can trade babysitting for you. I mean, you can't always rely on grandparents. I mean, some people have that and that's great, but... We also would just, a lot of times we live somewhere else. So we'd hey, can mm. we keep your kids one weekend? And then you keep our kids some weekend? And trade-off. little trade-off, off, yeah. A little trade-off. If you don't have money to go away, just send the kids away to somebody's house. There you go. You and don't just, go away, send them have away. Have to, you don't have to get the hotel. And just have time alone. Mm. You really need to find, purposefully find things to do. And then find things to do that's fun as a family. But it's it's just important... Sometimes it would be, Hey guys, y'all go play. Dad and I are going to talk for a little bit. Mm. You know, sometimes it would, it would be like, that's why it mattered to put the kids to bed at a reasonable time and have some time together in the evening.
0: So you guys were intentional with bedtime. Yeah. Everyone's in bed. Well.
1: Up until a point, point. And then all the kids when got young. old. Yeah. And then Once like. Once they
0: yeah. It's so hard like, when they're teenagers.
1: <laughs> when we had seven kids, our 2 year olds stayed up till nine o'clock. Right. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then it was the family just changed. Yep. Everybody you know? else is up. So then that was, uh, that's a whole nother season. Right. Season with teenagers is a whole nother season because they want to come in and talk at 1030. Mm. And you're like, I guess we have to talk yes. to them when they're ready to talk.
0: We'll have you back on in 10 years for that
1: episode. (laughs) It's like, that's a whole other thing. But it is is intentionally finding, how do I do this, Mm -hmm. right? It is being intentional about it. It is saying, I love you and I want time with you. It is saying, man, I have to tell you, you're tired and people have been touching you all day. And sometimes you just have to be willing to be touched when you really don't want to be touched Mm -hmm. anymore because you love your husband. And they're going to be more likely to want to talk and chat mm. and cuddle if you have been open to be intimate with them. And if you do that early enough in the evening where you don't feel like just going to sleep right after, mm. like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that builds intimacy. Yeah. It build it in finding your own special little things, uh, your own little ways of of saying I love you in a in a unique way. Like, sometimes it's just preferring him by saying, we're having what everybody else hates for dinner, but dad loves it, so we're going to have it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, just little is, ways to love him. It is yeah. saying, it, sometimes it's just looking at him saying, I appreciate you so much mm. that you go to work and you, um, I get to, I know it's hard for me to be home with the kids and I know sometimes I complain about it, but I want you to know I'm really glad that I get to do that. And I appreciate you doing that and supporting our family in that way. Part of his, like recognize him going to work is a part of his spiritual leadership and mm. give him credit for that.
0: Wow, because he's providing. I mean, he's, he's providing, is, yeah, working hard. He's and fulfilling a biblical command in that. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. So it sounds like you just have to be intentional. You have like, to be intentional. Intimacy is something that you have to, I mean, I've heard couples talk about in those early you know, stages with little kids, like even planning things out, Mm -hmm. like, all right, we're going to plan tomorrow night. We're going to be intentional, get the kids down and we're Mm going to have some alone time and we're going to pursue intimacy with one another, whatever that's going to look like, but that's on the calendar and we're going to make it happen. And light
1: candles and put on music Mm -hmm. and create a scene. Like, you know, maybe get some lingerie. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. Do we say that? Do, can we say that on here? You know, it's okay. Take a shower. Mm. Like, if you feel really gross, you know, because you have been all take over a you. shower. That can help. Like, even shave your
0: legs. Because yeah. if we feel a little more put yes. together, we might be a little more interested ourselves. And I
1: will tell you, here's another thing. During this stage, when you really don't ever feel like being touched again mm. by any human being, you have to purposefully initiate. Mm. That matters a lot to them. Wow. They need to feel wanted. Yeah. And that's can be hard. Yeah.
0: So even if you don't feel like it, you're saying just purposely do it because it's going to be so good for your marriage and it a does. way that you can love your husband.
1: And you can start to do something not wanting to, and it can still be pleasurable. Mm. And uh, something I would pray sometimes is, Lord, help me bless you and bless my husband. Like, that's bring so the sacred. Pray about it. Yeah. God, this is the last thing I feel like doing right now. Please change my attitude to be one of love. Mm. Please change my attitude to be one of giving. Like, pray about sex. God actually wants us yeah. to do that. And and you you don't have to come up with it all on your own. Lord, oh, uh, God, I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> yes. Can you please help me bless my husband and show him that I love him? Mm. And can you give me the what to?
0: Yes, give me the desire. Give me the desire. I love that, bringing it to the Lord. I think sometimes as Christians, young moms... We might not even think to bring something like yeah. sex to the Lord in prayer, yes. but like, yes, yes, it's important. He created it. It's healthy, good, beautiful bonding. Um, it's it's uh, so many more things. I mean, yes. there could be a whole episode on that alone, yeah, but bringing be. it to the Lord, asking him to help you grow and
1: yeah. your desire even. Yeah. And and a lot of times post baby, your body doesn't feel yeah. the same. You don't feel the same. And you're like, I don't even feel attractive. And mm-hmm. if your husband's still attracted to you, praise God. It's okay. Yes. You, you have done a beautiful thing with your body. You've grown a human. Yes. It's okay if your body's different. Exactly. And so often husbands don't notice half the things we notice about no, ourselves. Anyways, no. we're
0: like every tiny cellulite yeah. and she's just, like, and he's like, what? What? It's fine. just turn the light down. great.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So to wrap it all up, this has been so amazing, Susan. Oh, we are going to have to do a part two. Okay. This is so good. And just like, I can tell you're like, you're just getting and into it. I'm, I'm just, like, I know you could go for another I'm hour. I just want to
1: encourage women. I just think there's so many messages out yes. there that is so. Mm hmm. <sighs> Like it's by you know, we we are watered by by watering others, mm-hmm. like by watering others you'd be watered. Like that's a, a marriage verse. Yeah. Like there's so much about giving that we are given. And it's not about not having boundaries. It's mm-hmm. not about not, you know, having a mutual relationship. Um, but it can be more giving on one season for you and more giving on your husband in another season. Like that just that's okay. Yeah. Um but my children still stand, my adult children in their own homes still stand on the foundation of our marriage. Wow. That's huge. It is huge. It is so important to mm-hmm. work on that marriage. Mm-hmm. You will do more for your kids by working on your marriage than on telling your husband, no, because you got to go play with the kids one more time. Mm. Like let the kids go play by themselves. That's mm-hmm. okay. Okay.
0: Or you got to you're too busy scrolling social media or uh, even yeah. just like hiding in your uh, closet trying to yeah. escape yes. the world yes. <laughs> like, yes. with that, you know, carton of ice cream. Yes. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Actually. Get the
1: carton of ice cream and two spoons mm-hmm. and cuddle up with your husband and eat the ice cream together. Turn the lights down, light a candle. Yeah. Bam. There
0: you go. That's so good. So to wrap it all up. It sounds like in all of these things, whether you're single and you're wanting biblical advice for marriage, for motherhood, or you're in those early stages of marriage, or you're in those early stages of motherhood, it sounds like the number one most important thing is to keep Christ. Mm. at the center to yeah. pursue him and desire to honor him first and foremost. And so how can we just, a piece of advice to close it up, how can we keep Christ at the center of our hearts, our affections, um, pursuing that time with
1: him in the midst of the crazy lives that we yeah. all live? Um, If you can't figure out when to do it, ask the Lord. Um, When I was nursing, I would often have Bible propped up on my other leg Mm -hmm. Um, if I, um, when they were old enough to nap, then I could do it right at the first 10 minutes of the nap when, you know, you want to do 12 different things, put in the load of laundry, have your quiet time. Um, having that be first when I was angry, you know, a long-term thing of something my husband wasn't satisfying in me, then I would need to see where did I need that to be satisfied in Christ. Mm. Uh, My soul being satisfied in Christ freed my husband from having to do that. And I could not be satisfied in Christ unless I knew him. When I was really grumpy, turning on praise music. Like music can change. There's lots of great music out there. But honestly, I mainly listen to Christmas music just because... Not because I was such a goody goody, but because my soul needed mm. it. Um go find old Elizabeth Elliott episodes oh, and yes. listen to her. She's She'll so tell good. you to suck She's- it up and love Jesus <laughs> She's and She's really do the black next thing. like, yeah, just yeah. come on ladies. Come on. And so we need some of that in our life. Yeah, we do. Get away from the fluff. Just, yeah. just do that sort of thing. Um you know, my kids learned to value the scripture because they saw me get valuing the scripture. And I didn't know that at the time, but they've told me that as adults. Wow. But because as they got older and they got up, mom is having a quiet time. Here's your Bible. You know, look at that. Do something. Go get a, you know, a granola bar. I'll be with you in a minute. But because they woke up to catch me in the Bible, mm. they learned that it mattered. Wow. More than any, than me telling them. Yes. And at the time, I was like, "Gosh, I was trying to get up before them, right?" You know, so that it I could feel be like done. they're interrupting. But yes, it's I like don't want them to feel like they're interrupting me. Yum. And and actually, it was them seeing that mom was doing it, not just, be, but because she did it because hmm. it mattered to mm-hmm. her. That's so good. Yeah. Making
0: it a priority every in and out of every season, finding mm-hmm. a way. I love the the picture of you nursing and
1: balancing the yeah. Bible on one leg.
0: Like yes, or audio versions. There's so well, many great now. Audio. You can just yeah. flip
1: it on audio. We had like cassette tapes back oh, then. Yeah. You know, I'm serious. Yeah, like I, am I am old. I am old. <laughs> yeah i'm old enough to remember cassettes and the cassettes would get real bored they go wow. you know <laughs> we have nothing to
0: complain about we have more access than ever yeah oh my goodness you
1: guys you
0: guys just got a taste of what i get to sit through every time we have mentoring <laughs> <laughs> so so as we always say at girl define get a mentor it get is a mentor. worth it it is, find an older woman who can pour into you who you can sit with in real life i'm glad you could join us for this virtual mentorship yeah. i'm inviting you into one of my mentorship sessions No, really, this was so good. But go find a godly woman that you know, whether it's someone that lives in your city or someone who lives far away, where you can just do it over Zoom. I mean, there's so many options. Find a woman who you look at and think, wow, in 20, 30 years, I would love to be like her, Mm -hmm. where she is. Mm -hmm. You know, go to her. Can you teach me? Can you mentor me? Figure out what that could look like. It is so valuable, as you have just heard. The wisdom that the Titus 2 model that we see in scripture, older women pouring into young women, teaching younger women. It is biblical, um, and it's for our good. Mm -hmm. We all need it. So Susan, where can the sisterhood find you and
1: follow you? And what resources do you have? So I have a website, SusanKMassias.com. Um, I'm on Instagram. You can connect with me there. I'm on Facebook. You know, if you want to get on your mom's Facebook, since (laughs) it (laughs) is. Um, and then I have a podcast. We're not done yet. It's getting ready to do a little shifting. So it'll be more talking about the Lord. Um, but yeah, message me there. I'd love to interact with people. I love to encourage, um, women. We need to be light in the dark places. We have an opportunity now to make more difference than we ever have Mm. before, because, we are now the minority, we are now yeah. the radicals. Yeah. And we get to we get to speak truth into a world mm-hmm. that needs it. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's important that we do that. Lovingly, love our neighbors, love each other yeah. and um and it's it, and love our families. Like don't be so like my ministry was my family. I remember yes. one time there was a, a sermon about discipleship and we were with the young family afterwards. And they had, I think, just their first baby. And he was talking to me about, well, you know, how do you feel like you can do this? Because you have kids. And I said, well, my kids are my disciples. I do what he talked about in the sermon every day. Yes. And that dad had this look on his face like he'd never thought about discipling his kids. He thought he had to go outside of his family right. to disciple. Right. Ministry
0: out there. The Gotta, ministry out there. Somewhere out there. Yeah.
1: You are discipling your children. Yes. It, more valuably than you could do any other person. Yeah. So, So what you do matters. Mm-hmm. The mundane little faithfulness is where the beauty of the gospel lives, in your home.
0: Amen. What a beautiful word to wrap this up on. Susan, thank you so much oh, for joining me today. So much fun. We could talk for hours. Yes, I feel like we really could. <laughs> okay, guys, come hang out with us over on Instagram to interact more with this episode at Girl Defined. Go follow Susan and you have a great, um, oh, I wanted to rip the, um, identity devotional. Oh, yeah. Is that out? Can yes, that is. That? So
1: I have a new, um, devotional called putting Jesus on, um, my identity devotional and it's 31 days. It's 30, um, Identities we all have in Christ, and it's all on the picture of the clothing we put on. Mm. We choose what to put on, and I am convinced that most believers walk around in the dirty rags the enemy has given them instead mm. of putting on the glorious identity that they have in Christ. And each identity is fully explained, and then it has scripture to go with it. Wow. And so you could go through it in a month, you could go through it longer, but it's a, it's just, it's 31 days, so if you wanted to sit down on, in July, you could start July 1st, go all the way through, and get done with it, Um... But it's great. It, it, I learned so much. Like, oh, you know, I'm it's sure like one of those things it, yes. where it's like, oh, we need, I need to talk about mm-hmm. this. And then I start studying it going, oh, Lord, I am not living in the fact that I am hidden in you. That's mm. an amazing thing in a world like this to yeah. know that, that he actually hides us. He actually um, is so much for us that we don't really know and we don't walk in. He guides us when we're sitting there going, I don't know what to do. Well, he tells us over and over that he guides us. That is something we can walk in every day as I am guided. I am guided. Absolutely. Maybe just the next step.
0: Mm -hmm. Enough light for the next step. But
1: I am guided. And so those things that we can realize and put on every day Change it. It changed me to write the study. Wow. So yeah. Okay. So go
0: grab a copy. Is it where? It's where on can Amazon. Find it Amazon. On Amazon or my website. Okay. And tell us the title again. Putting Jesus on. Perfect. Okay, guys. You have your homework. You want to learn more from <laughs> Susan go grab a copy of that amazing devotional and come hang out with us over on Instagram at Girl Defined. And if you appreciate this content and the content we're bringing you here at Girl Defined, please go leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find episodes like this. Um, The more reviews and ratings, it just helps the algorithm to spread it further. And we want every Christian woman in the sisterhood to hear this and to be encouraged by this. I know I was, I know you are. So please leave that five-star review and help us spread the word. And until then, we will uh, see you next time.